the facial recognition genie has been let out of the bottle. And unless we're able to slow it down and maybe regulate it, we're going to wake up in five years and find out that facial recognition services have spread into ways that only make society worse. By then, it's going to be a lot harder to put it back in the bottle. Uh, today, I'm going to talk about how this technology is just an attack on personal freedom in the name of safety. Hello and welcome to The Coffee Buzz. I'm Brad. Thank you so, so much for listening. Big paranoia coming at you today with a uh, 60% chance of conspiracy. <laughs> it's a regular Coffee Buzz forecast. But keep an open mind about this one because it affects us all. Uh, do you think you own your own appearance? It sounds like a crazy question, but the emergence of facial recognition software is forcing us to question the ownership of our identity. And it's a bizarre concept to think about, not owning your identity. Uh, some people say that it's just the price you have to pay to live in a society where criminals are caught and that this technology makes us safe. But you know me, uh, always skeptical and <laughs> as such, I don't trust it and I don't think it's been fully developed or that it's always going to be used for the greater good. Uh, the illusion of safety is the way that they sell authoritarianism. And I guess I could just get one of these masks. Uh, they make these things you can wear where it prevents you from, from being detected by facial recognition. Um, but that comes with its own set of drawbacks you know as you kind of look like a faceless ghoul <laughs> so that's no good uh, the mask is kind of translucent so you still appear human but uh, without any real distinguishable features so I'm not sure it's a viable alternative uh, to being constantly tracked by governments and corporations so not only has facial recognition been spoofed and also hacked. But the use of the databases is this whole new layer of vulnerabilities. It includes, you know, widespread breaches. But not only that, the companies have the ability and trade practices to sell this information to the highest bidder. Uh, Amazon allows their clients to build their own facial recognition systems. There was a recent study done by the ACLU where they studied the Amazon product and it incorrectly matched 28 members of Congress. And it also identified them as people previously arrested for a crime. Um, out of the 28 members wrongfully identified, 40% of them are people of color. And this is one of the major issues with the software. It seems to be racist. <laughs> um, gender and racial bias have been found all throughout Amazon's software uh, as recent as January of this year. Why is Amazon's recognition only identifying dark-skinned women like 68% of the time, but 
with white males, it's accurate almost 100%. Uh, this might not matter when it comes to Facebook uh, misidentifying me as someone else, but what about an airport or if law enforcement uses it to make an arrest? Luckily, people that work with facial recognition are trained to confirm other identifiers like fingerprints and retina scans, that kind of thing. But this still doesn't address the security and privacy concerns that come with this technology. Let's start with the facial recognition in airports. According to a recent report in BuzzFeed, the U.S. Customs and Border Protection stated they are using this technology to identify non-U.S. citizens who use fraudulent travel documents, uh, and it provides a quicker check-in response. There are concerns that the government is using this technology to create a digital library without anyone's consent. Um, millions of online photos have already been scraped without permission, and they claim that they're not storing the photos, but it's impossible to prove a negative. Their official policy says they delete the photos after 12 hours and that there is an option to opt out of the quick check-in when you're at the airport, but <laughs> that's, uh, that's not something many people know about. I mean, if you give people a faster option in an airport, they will do just about anything but that's how they get you. <laughs> uh, another concern is that ICE is now using facial recognition. They say they are using it to protect us uh, from those terrorists and the bad hombres out there. Uh, forgive me if I don't entirely believe them on faith. I think if there's not some clear rules and oversight, uh, this will be used to violate human rights. And if you think I'm being paranoid, just look at how well it's going in China. They use facial recognition to do mass surveillance and to give their citizens uh, what they call a social score. A person's score is based on their economic and social reputation. Uh, here's some of the activity that can affect one's score. Uh, bad driving, if you're... Apparently jaywalking is a problem, <laughs> uh, posting fake news, and buying too many video games for some reason. Their faces are then linked to the government records, uh, social networks, and are tracked through the CCTV uh, integrated with artificial intelligence. Currently, China has 170 million surveillance cameras. And that number is set to double in the next few years. They can track faces when people drive, uh, who they meet up with, uh, where they go, and what they do. The Chinese government thinks the social score will lead to better behavior. And if your score gets too low, you can't do the basic things like buy a house, uh, get a loan, even buy plane tickets. Nearly 15 million people have been banned from traveling uh, since they started this. A BBC reporter did an experiment where the Chinese government scanned his face into their database to see how fast they could detain him. It took just seven minutes. <laughs> a, uh, another man named Zhu Bing 
has made a full-length movie called Dragonfly Eyes, and it uses only footage from surveillance cameras. And he was able to form an antagonist and make a plot with this whole thing. Uh, he downloaded all the videos online because in China, hundreds of websites live stream these surveillance videos. And he was able to collect over 7,000 hours of footage. The whole process took him about two years. And as a result, the movie is very dark. Uh, it's a bit scary on a few levels. And what this movie is really is a snapshot of China, but it could soon be anywhere. Um, it could soon just be reality for us all. It's turning into a global phenomenon. This is basically the end of the Fourth Amendment. You know the one. The right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures. A few years ago, our president asked to have a list of every U.S. citizen that has ever looked up anti-Trump content on the internet, uh, which, judging by the polls, is probably about 70% of us. It makes me ask the question if we're really living in a democracy where personal freedoms are even recognized. Um, this feels like Orwell's 1984 to me. And you might think to yourself, I've never been arrested. They don't have my photo. But law enforcement has been scraping driver's license and passports in a massive data collection effort. Some estimates say that about half of all Americans, adults at least, are on file, even those who haven't committed any crime. This technology shouldn't be in a policy vacuum. Um, one of the problems is that our Congress doesn't understand technology, like at all. <laughs> um, here they are in a Senate hearing. There's two different Senate hearings I'm going to play for you. One is with Facebook, one is with Google. I'll start with a Google. If I move from here and go over there and sit with my Democrat friends, which will make them real nervous, does Google track my movement? Does Google, through this phone, know that I have moved here and moved over to the left? Not by default. There may be a Google service which you've opted in to use. Uh, and if so Google knows that I am moving over there. It's, it's not a trick question. You know, you make $100 million a year, you ought to be able to answer that question. Does Google know through this phone that I am moving over there and sit next to Mr. Johnson? It's yes or no. I wouldn't be able to answer without looking at... Uh, you can't say yes or no. Uh, without knowing more details. Uh, yes or no? I genuinely don't know without knowing... I'm what shocked you don't know. You said back then that Facebook would always be free. Is that still your objective? Senator, yes. Well, if so, how do you sustain a business model in which users don't pay for your service? Senator, we run ads. I see. That's great. If I'm email, if I'm emailing, emailing within WhatsApp, does that ever inform your advertisers? No, we don't see any of the content in WhatsApp. It's fully encrypted. Let's say I'm emailing about Black Panther uh, within WhatsApp. Do I get a WhatsApp? Do I get a Black Panther uh, banner ad? Senator, we don't 
Facebook systems do not see the content of messages being transferred over WhatsApp. Yeah, I know, but that's that's not what I'm asking. Uh, I'm a little disappointed in this hearing today. I just don't feel like that we're connecting. I'm uh, communicating with my friends on Facebook and indicate that uh, I love a certain kind of chocolate. And there's my picture with Senator Dan Sullivan's family. Same schools I went to, but a whole lot of Russian friends. Dan Sullivan's got a very attractive family, by the way. And uh, uh, all of a sudden, I start receiving advertisements for chocolate. What if I don't want to receive those commercial advertisements? You know, the, the platform you've created is really important. Now, my son, Charlie, who's 13, is dedicated to Instagram, so he'd want to be sure I mentioned him while I was here with, uh, uh, with you. So how many data categories do you store? Does Facebook store on the categories that you collect? Senator, can you clarify what you mean by data well, there's, categories? Well, there's some past reports that have been out there that indicate that it that Facebook collects about 96 data categories for those 2 billion active users. That's 192 billion data points that are being generated, I think, at any time uh, from consumers globally. So how many do you, does Facebook store out of that? Do you store any? Senator, I'm not actually sure what that is referring to. These people don't understand even the basic concepts of websites and apps they actually use. It's going to be impossible for them to grasp all the nuances of AI image recognition. I don't know. Can we just can we get some politicians elected that understand the fundamentals of technology? Uh, I'm not asking for Elon Musk here, but just someone that has a 10 year old's level of technical comprehension. It, it's, it's scary that these are the people that are making our laws. There is hope though. I, I know I talk a lot about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Uh, she's my spirit animal. And <laughs> like usual, she has a great take on this. Right now, Amazon can scan your face without your consent, all of our faces without our consent, and sell it to the, to the government all without our knowledge, correct? Yes. And, uh, you know, Ms., um, Mr. Chair, I'd like to seek unanimous consent on how Amazon actually met with ICE officials over facial recognition system that could identify immigrants. I'd like to submit this to the congressional record. Without objection. Thank you so much. Um, Ms. Garvey, in fact, it's not just Amazon that's doing this, right? It's uh, Facebook, it's Microsoft, it's a very large amount of tech corporations, correct? That's correct. Do you think it's fair to say that Americans are essentially being spied on and surveilled on a massive scale without their consent or knowledge? I would make a bit of a distinction between what Facebook um, and other uh, companies are doing, um, but yielding to Ms. Bulamwini for, for more specifics on this, I will say most of the law enforcement agency systems mm -hmm. operate on 
DMV databases or mugshot databases, so information that has been collected by agencies rather than companies. Okay, thank you. Uh, Mr. Ferguson, one of the prime constitutional concerns about the non-consensual use of facial recognition, recognition technology is rooted or alluded to in the 14th Amendment, correct? It's correct. It's one of them. And right now, companies, governments, agencies can essentially steal or use your biometric data from you without your consent. And, and this is outrageous, right? Because this is America, and we have a right to privacy. Isn't that right, Ms. Koliani? Uh, That's absolutely right. Thank you. Thank you so much. Ms. Bulamwini, I, I heard your opening statement, and we saw that these algorithms are uh, effective to different degrees. So are, are they most effective on women? No. Are they most effective on people of color? Absolutely not. Are they most effective on people of different gender expressions? No, in fact, they exclude them. So what demographic is it mostly effective on? White men. And who are the primary engineers and designers of these algorithms? Definitely white men. Finally, a politician that gets it. Maybe all hope is not lost because we can't really rely on facial recognition technology that is not accurate or that is easily tricked by some adversarial force. And further, what happens if someone steals your facial identity? I mean, you can't cancel your face like you would a credit card. Facial recognition can be used for good and it can be used to find missing children that's something Amazon loves to talk about. After the ACLU released public records detailing their relationship with the law enforcement agencies, Amazon issued a statement arguing that their software has many useful applications in the real world, including finding lost children at amusement parks. And no doubt there is truth to this, uh, but also no doubt <laughs> this isn't the whole story. The scale and scope of image recognition is expanding. And whether the camera is in our smartphones or on the playground or a police officer's chest, our identities are the target. What we need is legislation that requires facial recognition companies to provide documentation that explains the capabilities and limitations of the technology in terms that regular people can understand. And we need laws that require these companies to have third-party oversight for accuracy and unfair bias. I will post all these video clips and other items of interest on my blog, thecoffeebuzzpodcast.com. Check it out. And thank you once again for listening. I will talk to you next week. People who say uh, they don't care about privacy because they've got nothing to hide haven't really thought too deeply about the issues because what they're really saying is that I don't care about this right. When you say I don't care about the right to privacy because I have nothing to hide, that's no different than saying I don't care about freedom of speech because I have nothing to say or freedom of the press because I have nothing to write.